Welcome back to the In the Dugout podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Joey Nagel and Garrett Jacobsmar. How are we doing on this Memorial Day Monday? Fantastic. Fired up, man. Hello. Fired up. It is a Red Sox off day. The West Coast trip is over. We got some funny Yelp reviews at Fenway Park. Uh, We got a good episode for you today. Let's get into it. So, as I mentioned, the West Coast trip is over. I hate whenever we go on the West Coast because it always it gets weird. The games are late. The The whole team kind of seems like they're still on East Coast time. So in the end, in the nine-game West Coast trip, they went four and five, which is not great, but not terrible. They had some good games. Um, so in our last episode, we were able to talk about the Padres series where they took two out of three from the Padres. Since then, they got swept by the Angels in Anaheim and then won two out of three from the Diamondbacks this past weekend. Uh, What are our takeaways from this West Coast trip? I hate the West Coast, Mm -hmm. but we caught the Padres at a good time. They're playing bad ball. It's nice to take two out of three. And then same with the Diamondbacks. Very sneaky, really good team. Third best record in the National League. It was big to get two out of three there, especially that 2-1 win on Saturday. Yesterday really sucked with the 15 strikeouts, left a lot of men on base in the 7th, 8th, and ninth. Probably honestly should have swept them. And then the Angels series, that was a mess. That was the worst offense I think I've ever seen because it just didn't make the trip to Anaheim. That they really could sucked. not score a run. It The yeah. exact stat was I believe they were like they scored one run. In 34 um, innings at one point. Yeah, that's not good. That is not how you win baseball games. Yeah, that that really sucks because, yeah, the Angels have a pretty good record, but they're a team that's probably going to finish the season with a similar record to you. Yeah, they're very comparable, I'd say. are really, really tough, especially the first one tied in the eighth inning. You know, you give up the home run. That's unfortunate, but you really should be able to scratch across more than one run, you know, and they were making outs on the base paths which I get it. That's what happens when you're stuck for runs. You you get aggressive, and usually it doesn't pay off. It's frustrating. Yeah. that A series, you should not be getting swept by the Angels. That's what it it's boils tough, down too, to. because it really does come down to the offense. Like they, yeah. they wasted some really good starts. Tanner Houck in that first game went six innings, three hits, one run, eight Ks, and then they go on to lose that game because they couldn't score more than one run. Game two. They don't even get on the board. They lose four to nothing after and Brian Bayo has a seven inning start, six hits, two runs, six Ks, and they Probably can't the get on the board for him. They can't career. score one. They can't score one. Um, and then in, in the last game in the series, um, Paxton was not as good as he's been this season. He went three innings, allowed five runs. Um, I so thought he got a little, a little unlucky different. in that start. He did. I'm not did, very concerned about it. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough that. when you can't pitch. score runs. Yeah. The thing is, though, that comes back around. That that goes back and forth. It's very reassuring to have the rotation actually play up to the potential they can have. Um, you have yeah. like weeks like this, you know, over and over. That Padre series was nice. They're a better team than than they've been playing. Um, but sort of the opposite with the Angels. Um really depressing I, and i don't really know how much talent that team has to just go ahead and fall over um but the uh in the diamondback series those betting odds where i was watching them as it was going but those games were always projected to be close so it feels good to to come out of that one um 
Yeah, I mean, again, Joey mentioned it. That two to one win on Saturday was great because even though you didn't score any runs, the the pitching they gave up one run in the first inning and then didn't let the Diamondbacks back on the board after that. Shout out Garrett Whitlock in one of his in his first start back. He went five innings, three hits, one run, four Ks. Cutter Crawford was outstanding out of the bullpen. Kenley Jansen got the save. Uh, great pitching in that game. Um, really great pitching in the whole series. Talking about the offense being slow, I think part of the reason is we're just talking before we went on air. Jaron Duran is in a really cold spell right now. Rafael Devers has not had a good month. He was hurt for a few of those games too. So when you're talking about um, the best player on your team, Rafael Devers being cold, and one of your hottest hitters who has been one of your hottest hitters, Jaron Duran being cold, that that's going to slow you down. That's going to hurt the offense. So again, hopefully getting back home, back at Fenway, they can heat back up again. And as the the weather gets warmer, it's been hot the past few days. Let's start hitting some balls into the air and they're going to carry out of the park and off the wall. It's I, I have faith that both of those guys are going to turn it around. They, um, the, the West Coast trips are terrible. And I think people lose a little bit how tricky it is to, to go on that big road trip like that. Um, you know, you're, you're traveling all the time. You're um, you're. I don't know. It's you're in you're in somewhere far away from home, and you had a little bit of a time change. I don't know. It's 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 just not something that you really should base a whole lot of faith in the season around. Um, yeah, yeah. Weird things happen on the West Coast every Always. day. Absolutely. It's Always. not like a huge difference. Obviously, it's not a huge difference, but it does it does shake you up quite a bit. And teams, this happens to teams. That's all I'm saying. Like this, ha- this is a very common thing to happen. And Duran, um, his position now, he's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot different moving forward into the season. Um, when you get guys like Duval coming back, it kind of changes the outlook of what Duran's going to be doing. Um, so although he was really, really good recently, um, he's not really going to be in that role he was, or he's not really supposed to, like, hopefully he won't be in that role that he was if all these players come back and we sort of start to, like, rotate guys around the outfield more. Because it's a, it's a good problem to have, but it, it should, in theory, take a little bit off of him when that guy comes back, right? Yeah, I got some stats, so... We've been talking about Duran not playing well the past 18 games. He's got a 188 batting average, 512 OPS, 24 strikeouts to four walks. Um, however, the defense in center field continues to be elite. 88th percentile outs above average and 100th percentile outfielder jump. So he is the best jump in baseball in center field, which is something that's very important and you know, if the bat isn't there, you still have his speed and you have his gold glove caliber defense. So that that's what's going to keep him in the lineup. Even when Duvall gets back, I think there's going to be a lot of mixing and matching, uh, platooning guys and, you know, maybe giving Verdugo a day off his feet in right field because now you have that flexibility with Duvall. You can put him all over the outfield, uh, put him in right, throw Verdugo in left and DH Yoshida you know, give Turner a day off or give Casas a day off with Turner at first base. There's a lot of flexibility um, when Duvall comes back. But if Duran continues this offensive uh, downward spiral, he's quickly turning into JBJ out there, which, you know, isn't the best <laughs> thing. But <clears throat> I don't think that'll happen, though, because Jared Duran's either. game has always been his offense. Like the defense has been the problem. Uh, that would that's that you said that's huge i had no idea that he was that good out there defensively 100th percentile in the league in jump that means he's the best there is in jump which is crazy 
because one of his biggest defensive issues was he was getting bad reads on balls and bad jumps. So the fact that he was able to make the adjustment to turn that around and turn it around that drastically, huge, huge how big that is. And just like you said, it allows so much flexibility to move him around the very big outfield at Fenway and move other guys around, keep him in center. Um, And so even when he's cold like he is right now, he's still bringing value to the team because he's providing, like you said, gold glove caliber defense in center. It's huge. I I really didn't know that he was that good. It's noticeable. You can tell that he's a lot better out there just from the eye test out there in center. But the the fact that the stats back it up that much, it's it's very good for him um, and great for the Red Sox. And his swing's nowhere near JBJ's. The kid like looks good. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just expanding the strike zone right now. It, it it's what he did last year. Um, he came up, got off to a hot start, and then, you know, a couple a couple bad games in a row, and you start swinging at everything. And that's kind of what he's doing right now. So the biggest thing for him is to not do what he did last year and lose his head and you know change his mechanics when something goes wrong. He just needs to stick to. Uh, what he's doing and I know Cora said the same thing he's not worried about it he said that once they get back to Fenway it'll be nice to have the monster so you know the lefties in the lineup can Devers included can use that to go the other way and that's usually what gets hitters right so I'm not too worried about it it's uh, I mean it's it's baseball yeah yeah perfect time to get back home this is what happens in baseball is you go through hot streaks you go through cold streaks every player goes through like we just said Rafael Devers had a cold month I don't think we're worried about Rafael Devers having an offensive spiral downwards. It's it's just what happens. Like if Alex was here, he'd be saying law of averages. Duran was hitting 400. That's not going to last all season, so it has to come down a little bit. But then he's going to even it out. It's it's, it's going to be okay. Um, yeah, and similar... you can never judge a baseball team based off of a West Coast trip because exactly. anything that happens out there is not an accurate representation of what a ball club is. Those are still 100%. men. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is still May. That's a good point. Um, in kind of a opposite uh, contrast to Jaron Duran, Tristan Casas has been heating up lately. So obviously he was very cold to start the season. He's had a very rough beginning to his year, but he's been he's been kind of picking up a little bit. Last 15 games, he's batting 277, slugging 468. Um he had a three-hit game, first three-hit game of his major league career the other day. It's it's good to see because I, he has not been good all season, and we've been wondering what are we going to do with Tristan Casas? When when is it too soon? When is it too late um, to to call him uh, call the season or whatever? Send him down? I don't know. But he has been picking it up. He has been playing better, and while the offense has been kind of slowing down, he has been kind of speeding up, which is which is huge. I hope they just keep him there forever. Yeah. Keep I think that's their plan. Forever. They, they haven't said anything. I mean, there, there's no one better to to play at first base. That's for sure. So it's just potential, just growth potential. Yeah. Just keep yeah. him in the lineup. And he's starting to be more aggressive, which we were asking him to do earlier this season. He's starting to swing, you know, earlier in counts, swing more pitches in the strike zone. And, you know, hopefully he can continue what he's doing right now because – uh, it's very, it's really encouraging, and he's still walking, and you know he's putting together really good at bats. He's finally starting, I think, to to get used to being a major league player. So, yeah, I think you know as as 
you said the when the weather gets hotter, I think we're going to see a lot more out of him. I, I'm very encouraged by what's what's going on. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, we haven't talked about this on the podcast. I want to bring it up. They really highlighted it on the, I think it was a Fox broadcast the other day. Um, have you guys noticed Tristan Casas' thing where sometimes when he's hitting, he like calls the pitch, like he's like, ball, strike. Yeah. I think it's really funny. He's weird. He and he has full he has full conversations with himself. When they yeah. show that like side angle in between pitches, he is just talking, talking, talking. I love that. I love psycho players like that. I think it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the Angel series, he had to tell the home plate umpire. He had to warn yeah. him. He's like, he's like, look, I I call the pitches. I don't mean to show you up or anything by that. Yeah, they were talking about that in the broadcast because like, what if it's what if the umpire calls ball and he calls striker other way around? That can't yeah, probably do would be the other way around. He, yeah, yeah no, I don't. I don't right. think umpires like him, no matter what. Even if yeah, they would hate him. Play. That's imagine that. Like imagine, just imagine that. Wait for us to get Angel behind the plate. He'll get. He'll get. He'll get tossed immediately. He'll get in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I I love it though. It's I like the never same see thing. Casas getting angry though. He would just be like, hey, I don't man, know, man. What I, the I, heck, man? Takes a little bit in the career to really get that fire, I would say. I mean, like, like yeah, Bryce yeah but he's such he's such a laid back, like Zen guy. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I I'd like to see if maybe he uh, if he's calling the pitches like as they and he's incorrect. I would assume if he's in the league and like a like a little bit of a veteran, maybe he would actually have some beef. I'm just I saying. Feeling you're that's probably you're something that. Like, but. Yeah, when when the veterans got mad at him last year, I'd say that was probably part of it. Yeah, he's he's the kind of guy that veterans are probably not going to like. Veteran umpires, veteran players. Um, but I I like it. I support it. I think it's cool. Um, it's it's similar to me. Raphael Devers is similar. He'll kind of have conversations with himself as well. He'll hit himself in the head with his bat. He'll do these breathing exercises. I think that. Every player kind of has their thing, like whatever's going to allow you to be focused and relax at the plate. Or if you want to be the opposite mentality, you want to rip people's throats out at the plate, do your thing. And he's a big leaguer for a reason. Like it got him here. So don't stop now. Yep. Right. Yeah. Can we talk about the pitching real quick? Now that we actually have a five-man rotation. Four-man rotation. Speaking of. What up? Alex oh, Jefferson guys, joining us this. live from Ireland. Let's go. Ireland's lit, boys. <laughs> Although I um my plan tonight is to go to bed at uh about probably after this podcast and then wake up at 1 30 a.m. to watch the Celtics uh Bye. play the heat. So there you go. Yeah. How how are you liking that cider? It's delicious, right? Bulmers is fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> my favorite. What were you saying, Joey? You want to talk about pitching? Yeah. yeah the, well, ever since we got a, ever since the decisions were made and the rotation was narrowed down to five guys, the pitching has been really good. Corey Kluber gets moved to the bullpen after the San Diego series. So your rotation is Paxton, Sale, Bayo, Whitlock, Hauk. And I, I think there's a lot of optimism around this rotation. The Sox have a, still have a bottom five starters ERA in all of baseball. But now that we have our five guys, I really like this rotation. And I like the – I just like knowing who's pitching every five days. 
And I like yeah. that we don't have to sit through a Corey Kluber start in a must-win game or a Nick Pavetta start when you know when you're when you've lost three in a row. It's really nice to have a guy like Chris Sale, the first game in Arizona after losing four straight, Chris Sale's on the mound. You feel like you can win that game. If that's Corey Kluber, no chance. And the snowball continues. It's so nice to have your five best starters in the rotation now. And what it shows me is that the Red Sox, they want to win because you gave Corey Kluber $10 million. And in May, you're kicking him to the curb. You're telling him to go sit out in the bullpen. And I don't think he's pitched since San Diego. I don't remember him pitching. Yeah. Yeah. So Pavetta's been really nice out of the pen. Shout out to Nick Pavetta. Three good innings yesterday. Yeah, I was gonna say he pitched well yesterday. I um I think the Kluber addition by subtraction is like really something that's shown. I sort of thought that that getting someone who has that history um out of there, so you don't have to worry about like, oh, am I gonna be at any moment like like it's a vote of confidence. It's a pretty cool vote of confidence because you have the salary part of Kluber, but you also have like he's been around a while and he was a pretty nasty pitcher. And I would imagine that if you're a guy in the rotation, you're competing with him, even though he's not pitching entirely well, it would kind of suck to have to like stand up to that sort of kind of player who isn't really performing. Chris Sale, you know, he's going to be insane. Um, but there's just that question mark with Kluber. Now that he's out of there, none of these guys have to worry about that. Um, it seems like just a nice little bit of confidence for rotation that sort of needs it. It's, Definitely. Especially the for the five young guys, guys who were chosen, were given the vote of confidence, you're the five best pitchers on this team. Yeah, I mean, that's the best part is all five of those guys, no matter who's pitching, I feel like we have a chance to win. Versus when Kluber was out there, I'm like, okay, we're probably going to lose this game. The only way we win is if we score like seven runs and, and he doesn't give up five or six, seven. So, I mean, yeah, like going down the, the rotation, every single guy gives you a very competitive chance, not just to win, but every single guy can give you a quality start. Like there's no really lack of talent throughout this rotation because you have Chris Sale, James Paxson, who have been there, done that. You have Brian Bayo and Garrett Whitlock, who are prospects with tons of success in the major leagues already and Tanner Hauku who has really had a good season this year and, and he has potential himself too so every single guy is really giving you a fighting chance to win which is so nice you can just sit down watch the game and relax not having to worry about Pavetta or Kluber putting up five runs in the first yeah we really haven't had this in a few years now we've always had guys in the rotation that you know, you don't have a chance when they're out on the mound. And it's nice to have, you know, every turn through the rotation, you're confident. Every, like you said, we have a chance to win every night now. Mm -hmm. And it's I think it's a good thing that we're complaining about the offense right now, that that's the biggest issue because the bullpen has been fantastic and the rotation is trending upwards very quickly. And once you get these guys back like Duvall and Story, I mean, there, there's a lot to be excited about. Well, and Duvall's in AAA, or he's starting his rehab in AAA soon, is he not? Tomorrow. Yeah, like, that's huge. I can finally wear my Adam Duvall jersey again. I I think I know oh. the date that Duvall is returning. It's June 9th, first game in the Bronx. Is that a prediction or, like, a, a real thing? No, that's the target. That That's what okay. they're hoping for. We June haven't 9th. played the Yankees yet. Yeah, the first that's game gonna be fun. Yankees, we get Duvall back, so... What's up with story? He's he's, he's, he's uh, doing baseball activities. He's working every day down in Fort Myers. I still think it's July for him. Yeah, post post All Star break is what I've been seeing on Twitter. 
Yeah, which is later nuts. in the summer. Which is fine because, like, I mean, Kike's had kind of a hot bat. Like, I mean, no one's really been that good out of the in the Red Sox lineup the last few weeks, but Kike's been playing a little bit better, and it's been fun to watch. Like, to have Emmanuel Valdez get some experience up at the big leagues. Um, yeah, so. yeah, I think. I think ultimately Valdez might end up being the guy sent down. I mean, obviously this is way far out because also Arroyo is rehabbing. He'll be back soon. And Yu Chang is also rehabbing. He'll be back soon. I don't need Yu Chang on this team. Like I'm all, I'm all good. Well, no, if Yu Chang comes back there, I think they just DFA Pablo Reyes. That would be I'd, my, guess. I'd rather have Reyes than Chang. I would also rather have Reyes. I don't know. I yes, like. I mean, they're both. They're they're both like real. You're comparing garbage to garbage. But I like, was gonna say, I feel like they're the exact same. I feel like they're exactly the same. They're a good glove with like an and bat that can have hot moments. Yu Chang is more power, but Pablo Reyes can, I think, slightly more contact, a little more speed. Yu Chang it's went that. like oh for thirty to start the season. Everyone loves Yu Chang now. <laughs> He's got that daddy strength. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, it, it, honestly, this may be a hot take. I don't know. It's probably not. I don't think it matters at all. You can have Pablo Reyes and C- Christian Arroyo. You can have Valdez and Chang. Like I think either way you're fine. Um, honestly, I'd rather have Valdez over anyone. Like I feel like most people would. I guess the thinking is the the defensive flexibility. Like he can't really play short. Give him more consistent at bats in Triple A. But I think Valdez has really proved that he's a big leaguer at this point. I don't see a reason to not have him on the team. Ooh, here's here's something interesting that I've stumbled upon. So <laughs> Chris Henrique, Boston Sports Journal, Adam Duvall at first base. He has played first base in his yeah, career before. I've thought about that. I That's I would love that. I don't know yeah. how much I love it because first base, it's you know, first base is like the easiest defensive position. But when you're throwing, I would a argue it's builder, one of the hardest. Yeah, no, I I know, but like you don't need as much range, you don't need an arm, but like it's still a very difficult position to play. And I don't think Adam Duvall has played first base in quite a while. Yeah, we didn't we have the Hanley experiment at first base in recent memory. Yeah. You know what? It was better than left field. The okay. Christian Arroyo experiment. Most recently, Kyle Schwarber. I feel like. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that's what showed you that playing first base is hard. Just just don't. There's I don't think there's a reason to because you got Tristan Casas no, at first two and we're just talking about how you want to keep him going. At that point. Just, yeah, there, you can make room in the outfield for Duvall. Adam he Duvall doesn't need to play every day. Adam Duvall hasn't played the infield in, I don't know, the infield in the past five years. It does not well, appear that way. Having, so. having Duvall back, like – really makes it interesting like where you play guys like because you've got i mean the three outfielders you've been rolling out every day have been duran Verdugo, and yoshi but like if you play duval like who do you do you move one of them to dh and then put turner at first base and kick passes out like there yeah. are a lot of different well, moves I, th- you can... I think it's going to be platooning all around yeah. you can really mix and match and we've seen the past the red sox play- love that the few weeks, yeah, against a righty, Aura. lefty on the mound, completely different lineups. Against a righty, Corey, they stack it with all lefties. Yeah, they're not. Aura loves to do that. do that. 
And you need you need your lefty slayer, Rob Refsnyder, in there against every lefty. Don't forget. Shout out to Rob. He's averaging an RBI every four and a half at-bats. I don't know how he does it, but it's great. They figured out the best way to use Rob, and it's working out. Yep. Only lefties. And he's good. In the, he's good defensively too. Like he's been solid defensively. Yeah. It's re- the platooning has really worked out too because uh, Tapia and Rob are kind of platooning together. Tapia is playing pretty well. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what they do when Duvall gets back because of Tapia. Because Alex Cora definitely likes him, and he is. It's back to the spring training. Tapia or Duran. Duran. If that's the question, is Duran. I know, times. but Duran has options. So you could send him down to get every day at bats. Send Toppy to In the, the Pirates. I don't care about him. He's expendable. I agree. I, I agree, but I'm just saying that's definitely something that I could see them doing because Alex Cora, like if he likes, I don't know. I don't what know. About this? I, what about this? What about this? I don't support this, but I saw someone talking about it. What about trading Jaron Duran while his value is kind of up there? I get that. I I understand it, but you don't do it when Adam Duvall is 35 years old. How much value does Duran have? Like, we were talking about this last podcast. Duran is your center fielder of the future, and he's finally showing that he can be. Is he though? He gets himself out of this slump. Yeah, if he can get himself, if he can get right, like they're playing the Reds this week. If he can get right against them, you know, get back in his groove. I think he's your center fielder of the future, or at least for the next year or two. Because Adam Duvall is going to be 35 in September. Like, he's probably not going to be on this team next year. To me, I wonder if you, instead of trading um, Duran, you trade Tapia while his value is not, like, it's it's going in the right direction, right? Because he's been playing better as of late. Like, you could just ditch him for, like, a middling prospect or something or, like, Another agree, like yeah. arm that you could throw into the rotation if need be, if one of the guys goes down or something, if you don't want to go back to Kluber. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I think that, yeah. that's a good idea because you're obviously not going to get really a, a return for Tapia that would make a significant impact on the team, but you would still yeah. get something you would get, you know, yeah, maybe like some, some reliever that you can plug in when, cause I, we, I feel like we don't have a lot of bullpen depth still. So maybe lefty. get some reliever need a bullpen lefty. If you can yeah. figure out a way to package like Tapia and a prospect for a good lefty reliever. Now you're cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, might as well. There's no reason to wait until the trade deadline. I that's I'm big on that's, that. Yeah. Win games I'm now. big on that too. There's no reason to wait around. If you still have, what is it? A hundred games left more than that. Yeah. So, yeah, make it happen. Like I said, send them booking to the Pirates. Salem for the Pirates? Salem, yeah. Ah, um, good good one, GJ. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you want to do uh, questions? Yeah. Then after after questions, we can get to Yelp reviews, which I'm very excited for. <laughs> okay, sweet. All right, let's run through them then. We got a good ones. All right, cool. Um, Starting off strong, um... Casey Meek six asks, "Who would uh, you say is the clubhouse leader, Kike?" I think it's a mix of Kike and Turner. I think that they're, duo. They're yeah. boys from LA. I think Turner is a better like he he Turner's the type of guy to put your put his arm around you and help you through things. He did that with Duran. Yes. What about Verdugo? I think he's the voice of the clubhouse because there you go. That's that's boost. a good way to put it. 
you know, he keeps guys loose. And, you know, he he had that players only meeting. He called a players only meeting, um, which I believe was. I'm, for, I'm blanking on when it was, but he got the team together after they yeah. had lost a couple games in a row. And he, you know, kept everyone's heads on, which I think is a very slept on leadership quality of him. He's he's stepping up and showing that, you know, he really cares about this team and that he can lead them. Um, but yeah, I think Kike and Turner are probably the mix. I really feel Turner's like it's the old vet that's helping the young guys. But Kike has been here a couple of years, so he knows how the clubhouse operates. If that makes sense, yeah, I really feel like it's it's all the the former Dodgers players. It's Kiki, yeah, as well. It's Verdugo, and then Kenley. Kenley. I think Kenley's been huge for for the pitching staff, and especially guys out in the bullpen there. And Chris Sale, I I think you can almost break this down position wise. Like Sale is a leader for a lot of the starters. Kenley with the bullpen, you know, JT and Kike with the position players. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. Um, Red Sox rule 34 asks, when is Trevor story returning? July summer, all-star break post all-star yep. break. Okay, cool. Let's uh, vote story into the all-star game and have his first game of the season be there. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. That's his season debut. <laughs> All right. Um, can you imagine any big moves before the trade deadline? Not a big move. Maybe something small. I don't see the Red Sox really making any big moves. Well, they can't afford to, really, with the salary that they have. I also don't think that they, like, any piece of their core that's locked up long-term, they want to move. Like, most of the guys that they, like, that are part of the core are either on, like, very short-term deals or are like not trying to like, or they're like not, or they're Devers and you're obviously not trying to move him. So. Yeah. If you quickly run through the team, the guys on like the last year, of their deals would be Kike, which obviously you're not going to do. Turner has an option. You're not going to trade him either. Verdugo. We talked about Verdugo. Obviously he's not getting traded. No. Um, No, there's not anyone that stands out. Like, like Alex said, if it's anything, it's, probably a bench guy or a minor leaguer in one of those depth moves you know try fill a plug a hole or build some depth out in the bullpen i i could see if if pavetta starts to pitch well in the bullpen i could see him getting dealt that would be interesting because i'm not i i'm not exactly thrilled with how he carried himself being moved to the bullpen like if you don't want to be in the bullpen you can leave you know, you can go pitch. You can go start. Look, you can start every game for the Pirates if you want. Yeah. Yays and be in last place. You know, if you if you want to help this team and contribute with a legitimate role out of the bullpen, you better act that way. I, I think if any because like, we gave him a chance to start. It's not like we're like start of the season in the bullpen. Started, we gave him a chance in the, the rotation. Starts last year. He pitched himself out of the rotation. He earned his spot in the bullpen. It's your fault, Nick. Like I don't. Why are you getting all upset? You did this to yourself. We and gave you a shot. And he also has a track record of being pretty effective out of the bullpen. He did it in the twenty-one playoffs. Yeah. It was very good. When we traded for him, he was in the bullpen with the yeah. Phillies. That, well, that's the same thing happened with the Phillies. He was he was complaining and about being moved to the bullpen there, and that's why they traded him. 
Don't complain. Just be better. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't Good pout. You're Jason. out. <laughs> All right. Um, Ethan Alexander Eleven asks, "Do you think we could see Marcelo as early as next year?" Yes. He I was talking to my dad about this. Yes, because he just got called up to Portland. He was hitting three twenty or something like that. He, he was hit. He was playing well. Yeah. Down there, down on the know. farm. Sorry, don't mean but now me. that being called up to Portland this early is a sign that possibly because he'll obviously finish the year with Portland and he'll open with them next year. And I was telling my dad, I don't think he goes to AAA. I think he skips it. Or no. or it's like the it's the Devers thing where he plays 10 days in AAA and gets called up. I hate that. There's no reason to skip AAA. If you're if you're a player like Marcelo Meyer, yeah, you could. And but I'm not saying he gets called up to start next year. I think we could see him in September of next year, depending on how the season is going. I think it's definitely possible because he's a guy that if you play him basically a full year in double A and a couple weeks in triple A, he's ready. So the way that the dates line up, he could be up next year. He definitely, definitely will get a spring training in 2025. 2025, he'll be there. So uh, the opening day roster. Over with his time in uh, in Greenville, he hit 290 with 366 on base, uh, 524 slugging, seven home runs, and 19 extra base hits. 35 games. That's gross. Um, but yeah. in May, May he hit 321, um, 3, 357, and. On base and six forty one slugging, six homers, yeah, he was six homers in eighteen games. Yeah, that'll do it. I didn't realize that he had that that power. I didn't realize that he was gonna be bringing those homers and doubles to the table like that. He's uh, something he, like his. The power he's will gonna, come. His body. He's gonna be up. great in Fenway. Yeah, it's I, so I weird know. that there's finally a Sox prospect that's younger than all of us. It's really weird to he is twenty be years so old. excited for a guy who. Hey, I'm twenty. Not Alex. Yeah, Alex you're still older than him, probably. Yeah, he was born December 2002. Oh yeah, Man, that's nuts. All right. Um, I love talking about him. Oh, real quick, we gotta we gotta plan a business trip down to Portland to see our guy oh. Marcelo. Up, up, up. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop naming yeah, cities. No, for sure. Rhode Island and Maine. Anyway. Yeah. Are Reese and Wong the long-term catcher solution? Connor Wong, yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's he good. Um, Reese He's is what, fast. 27? Something like that. 28, maybe. He's played well this year. He doesn't call a great game. You know, defensive, ah. defensively, he's meh. The pitchers like working with Wong better, that's for sure. But Re- you see Reese bunting with the bases loaded? To bring in, yeah, love the bunt on his own, bunting on his own with the bases loaded. That that's that's a uh, that is how you win baseball games. I feel like that's a bad baseball play. Nope, but great it, baseball you know, play. It's the best psychology. It's it, they would never expect what if that. Like, like, third base hey, doesn't know. What they're like, there's <laughs> no way this guy is gonna be bunting with the bases loaded. Then boom, bunt. know. They did. I forget who did it to us. It might have been the Orioles. It happened to us earlier in the year. They bunted with the base. It was the Rays. It was the Rays. The Rays. Yes. 
Of course it was the Rays. Yeah, because exactly because of the Rays. But no, I love it. I love it. I love I love when you get crafty. You toss a little bunt down. I hate it when it doesn't work, but it worked this time, so it's great. <laughs> That's baseball for you. That's baseball. He reminds me of who was the guy that was the backup when we like still had Vasquez in like 2018. Sandy, Sandy Leon. Leon. Yeah, he, he reminds me of Sandy, but like he doesn't obviously call as good of a game and play as good of defense. But he he's a little bit better of a hitter and can shout out Sandy base a little bit more. Remember when Sandy hit like 300 one year? Dude, he was unbelievable. He was crazy. He had like walk-offs and crazy stuff. Yeah. He, he was exactly like Reese McGuire offensively because he was only singles. Yeah. Yeah. But then he hit like a buck 10 after that. <laughs> yeah. In 2016, he hit 310 in 78 games. That's 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 like half the crazy. season almost. It's seven home runs. That's his career high in home runs, and he did it <laughs> in seventy-eight games while hitting three ten. He was the best catcher in baseball, dude. Crazy, was so nasty. JT, who Hall of Famer. What year was that? Sixteen. That's crazy that it was that long. He's still ago. playing. Is he still and around. He's, still, he's on Texas. There you go. He's with oh, Nate. Nate's personal catcher. Oh my Maybe god! That's why Nate's playing so well. Yeah, that checks out very well. Be why? What's Blake Swihart up to? <laughs> See that Brandon Workman is a real estate agent now. I know, I know. I love saying that. Good really? for him, though. Wow. To be fair, he looks like a real estate agent. It works. I'd buy a house from him. He probably makes crazy money because he has his name. You know what his his thing should be? You want a house? We can make that work, man. Ah. You should you should pitch him that, Jason. I will. Copyright I'll it now know. and then sell it to him. I will. So the, I will. the last thing on Blake Swihart's Wikipedia page is that last year he signed with an independent team and he was released by that independent team. How do you get released by an independent team as a former top prospect? That That's bad. Bad. We destroyed that man's career. We did. Yeah. Um, hey, hey wait, whoa, whoa. Sorry, real quick, real quick. That is why you let Marcelo Mayer go to AAA first. That's Don't true. rush him. Don't rush him. All right. Go ahead. Buyers and sellers at the deadline. Any targets? Targets? Uh, would, this Lefty is weird reliever. because normally I say closer, like late-inning reliever. I don't even think we need a late-inning reliever now. Once I think we're good. The only, the only thing we could look to improve on at this moment would be a left-handed reliever. Because well, it'd be cool if Jolie Rodriguez was not as bad as he's been. I think he's going to figure it out. If but he figures also, it out, then I, I don't just, think we need a lefty. Reader. Richard Blyer's on the Phantom IL. I'd like to keep him I want to never see him back again. Yeah. He's done. Go be a substitute teacher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> him and Dave O'Brien would be great friends. Oh, my God. They look like they are friends. They look like they hang out every like every Sunday night to play like cards together. Not or like maybe they're working on a puzzle. Dragons, checkers. They're probably they play checkers <laughs> against each other while watching PBS. Yes. Maybe oh. they'll even crack open a ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, past seven p.m. Ooh. <laughs> I can hear Dave O'Brien saying that. He's like, we're getting know, weird dude, now. Know, cracking open a, a ginger ale past seven. Isn't that a dandy? I don't know that Damn, those bubbles like might have started right, while he's buddy. sleeping food after seven though no snacks no crackers nope 
<laughs> no saltines. Yeah. Dave, Dave um, O'Brien's bedtime is is the minute the Sox game ends, he immediately just falls asleep in the booth. All right. Um, we have to ask it every single podcast, but is Chris Sale back? Back. Absolutely. He's back. Back, 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 back. Gone. <laughs> He's back. Uh, do you think the Red Sox can get out of their offensive slump? Yep. Yeah. They're playing the Reds this week. That's a big time get right series. Yep. You got to take it out on them because they got the Rays this weekend. Schedule double header on Saturday. You guys see that? Are we in Tampa or is it at home? It's at home. A scheduled double header at home. And if you want to go to it, then SeatGeek is the place for you because ticket. Wow. I messed that one up. SeatGeek is the place for you. SeatGeek is the best ticket provider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal. And they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event. And you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. D-O-G-O-U-T-DUGOUT. There is no better time. No time to get some tickets you got concerts going on you got game red sox seven. games you go to the game seven tonight get on seat geek as you're listening to this right now it's 5 p.m you got time go to seat geek buy the ticket it's going to cost you like 900 dollars. that's okay because you can nah, get 20 dollars off you're wrong let's see how much it's going to cost keep going i'll find out it, yeah it's more than game. that it's let's fine play the over under game it's or price is right it's over than it's over that Okay, uh, over under eight fifty. Over, over by far. It's I'm taking like the under two k. No, 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 one point six. Wait, 1. for 6 what are we talking 8. about? Like the just the, the cheapest, cheapest ticket? I'm going on balcony. Oh my god, six twenty five. That's right. Oh, what a steal! Six twenty five. All of them. Six twenty five. You know what? You can get that for six oh five. With dugout. As low as low as uh, as low as one hundred and forty-seven per month with the firm. Wow! Wow! You get a loan on the ticket for the game. <laughs> you know, six twenty-five is a little outside my price range, but now that it's six oh five with the promo code dugout, I'll probably buy seven tickets. If you exactly. Can buy yourself, you can buy you yourself. Well. I'm going to buy the whole section so that you I can see well. every seat and get a different vantage point of the game. I want to do that. I want to go to an Oakland A's game and buy a whole section for like thirty bucks. Why would you? Yeah, I guess you could just buy like a ten cent ticket, and then you could go to any other section, and it would be all to yourself. True. I, I don't even need to buy the section. That you buy your own section to say you bought. You could your do own. it in Tampa too. I wonder how much it would cost to buy the whole stadium, every seat in the stadium. Well, you see the A's are doing like you get a you get like season tickets for the through the end of the year for like $99. The Nationals are selling tickets at Costco. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like you know how you can get like gift cards and stuff like in store. It's like the same concept. You can get like a PlayStation Plus gift card right next to Washington Nationals tickets. <laughs> yeah, and they're like they're uh, box seats too. Yeah, they're field level. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, you uh, you could market SeatGeek as uh, use promo promo code dugout get one free drink at Fenway Park, save yourself the trouble. Depending True. on the drink, depending you know, on the drink. I I love to tell this story to everyone who who brings up Fenway. You know how much a twelve ounce high noon is there? 
It's like sixteen dollars. Seventeen dollars for a high noon. Yeah, for twelve ounce high noon. This MGM, bro. That's Not even. Uh, I paid that for you with the MGM. I know. I know you did. <laughs> All right. What, Great um... transition. Talking about Fenway Park. It is time to bring back an old segment, a segment that we did years ago. Reading bad Yelp reviews of Fenway Park. Here we go. I didn't know. I just kind of we were talking about what we're going to do on the podcast today. We It got brought up and in my mind. I don't know. And I looked through and I was like, let's see if there's any good ones. Let me tell you. There are some phenomenal ones, so let's get into it. All right. I'm convinced some of these people didn't even know they were going to a Red Sox game. And that's why they got all upset. Anyways, <laughs> Brock Roberts, two wow. months ago, we purchased tickets in advance to the Red Sox game, flew across the country, blah, 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 only to find out that the game has been canceled and we were not made aware of it. Well, Should have looked at the weather, bud. Should have looked at the weather, pal. Look out your window. Is it raining? Huh. Game might not happen, guy. All right. Yeah. Um, profit picks. How is that Fenway's fault? They don't, don't they don't know the weather fairy. Come on. Ain't what it used ain't in all caps. Ain't what it used to be. No place <laughs> in the joint even accepts cash. Guess they don't know it's legal to not accept American tender. Place is a joke. New age mentality. Probably never going to a game again, to be honest. No, honestly, I agree. That's terrible that they don't <laughs> it is who, really annoying. Who carries cash? cash? Why would I carry cash? Cash isn't real money. Cash is if you buy a drink with cash. That's a free drink. True. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. Because at the end of the night, when you kept buying drinks and food and you paid all in cash, there's no minus in your bank account. There's no minus anywhere. It was a free exactly. night of drinks and, and food. But no, can't you, you can still give the, like the, the guys who walk around and throw penis at you. They, they, you can get the, um, you can get yeah. that stuff for cash, right? Yeah. No, actually it's stupid. I <laughs> they carry Here, Did you write this review? <laughs> They, Why they would they not around a card? It's the dumbest the, thing. Uh, the seat vendors, you have to give them their card and they tap it. And I don't even know if they take cash anymore. I don't have the tap crap. I don't have any of it. I just want to pay money. Real freaking ass money. American tender. American tender. <laughs> All right. This one from Glenn. Glenn said, Yankees lost. Great seats, though. And it's the back of some guy's head. <laughs> um. Cameron, she agrees with us. Ketchup is absolutely horrible. Just use Heinz. That's right. <laughs> oh, for real? That veggie ketchup? Get out. Get out. Um, um, I, I haven't been on a pod in a little while, but the last I went to the I went to a Sox game against the Mariners with my dad. It was the one they got they lost and got killed. Uh, yeah. I believe Hauk pitched. My dad uh, refused to take our advice and got the ketchup with his fries and his sausage. Bad move. And he ate like half of it, and then he looked at me and he said, "This is the worst thing I've ever tasted." It is um, such a bummer. It's not even red. It don't got that toxic red forty in it. It's, it's like purple and like maroon. Is it? I haven't opened it before. Yeah, it's not it's red. It's awful. It's awful. All right, this one from Tony. What a dump! This place is as pleasant as the interior of a water treatment plant at halftime during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> The concession stands actually close at the seventh inning. Nobody eats after the seventh, I guess. I don't drink, but notice ten seventy-five for a Bud Light and five seventy-five for water. When are we going to learn not to be taken advantage of? No facts for real, dude. Go to Pawtucket and watch real baseball where the community is appreciated. Uh, when was that written? Four years ago. 
Oh, uh, okay. So Pawtucket still exists. But still, I think it's funny. I, nobody that eats after fun. the seventh. Pawtucket <laughs> existed then, and uh, beers were half the price. Apparently, my, my favorite thing that he said was, "I don't drink, but water is five seventy-five. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, this one. This is this is funny. Took a tour. For, sorry, this is from Michael. Took a tour. What a dump. Side note, Yankees are and will always be the greatest sports franchise in the history of the sport. Plus uh, plus side, since it was a tour, the stadium wasn't full of no more loving Red Sox fans. Also, hey. the town was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> the town was not a bad movie. <laughs> awesome. The tour is fun. Anyone who's listening should go on the tour. I've actually never great. been on the tour because I feel fun. like I don't need it. I, I feel don't... Yeah, I feel like I know how to get around there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's lit. It takes you like back up and No, it's cool. It is cool. Like a yeah. bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh this one from John. They cannot cater to dietary needs. They gave us a hot dog, which was fine, but be- but because we asked for it in a cardboard bowl, they upcharged us. Go figure. All right. Let's break All this right, one down. Are you happy now? They have fake ketchup. Are you happy now? No, nah, bro. That's wild. He's gluten intolerant. Where's Alex? Although it's a he's <laughs> gluten intolerant. Why would they charge you for subtracting the bread? Cardboard's well, expensive. Ask them. They give it to you in cardboard anyway, don't they? Oh, you they want a cardboard bowl? Them. I don't know. I don't know. All yeah, I know like is okay, if you if you're looking you. if you're looking to have a nice good die out diet, I don't think Fenway Park's the place you want to go. Doug, the guy's gluten intolerant or something. You don't know just that. I said that. He just said they can't cater grass. to dietary eat needs. Because he can't eat bread. And they upcharged him for not being able to eat bread. And they subtracted Why are you getting him. a hot dog then? I, it's not you that bad. You wanted the veggie ketchup, dude. If you got dietary needs, maybe don't go for a dog. So what could you buy there that doesn't have bread? They for what? sure. I bet Fenway Park has think like some what? stupid no, salads. Chicken, chicken oh, they do. They, they do they now. They got salads. Nothing get a else. salad. You can't, buy, you can't buy burgers. You can't buy any. Go shit. to the ballpark and get a salad. How about you just buy it with the bun and take it off yourself? True. Exactly. If you don't want to be upcharged for the cardboard bowl, take the bun, throw it in the right field, and you're good to go. <laughs> just eat the hot dog. It matters your level of gluten intolerance, right? Like some people can't even touch the stuff. You can't touch the bread with your finger? Okay, they, go to the bathroom eat the and dog rinse it that the has sin. been touching bread. Garrett's right. Like some celiac people can't do, can't eat the hot dog if it's been touching the bread. Well, then I'd like to revisit. Maybe don't get a hot dog. Like I, I said, that's eat a bigger the grass request. In the I really don't. I really don't. I think you should be able to get a freaking hot dog from take it with the tongs straight from the the heater to someone's mouth without having to upcharge them <laughs> or like. Oh, so you're the guy behind this fake ketchup? It, it was Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Let's be fair. My principle: I don't care about people with gluten intolerance. I just care about the upcharge. What the, what I don't care about I'm so hurt. Wow. I'm mad that they would charge a man some, for subtracting the bread. That's crazy. Why would that be a thing? You know, maybe he was rude about it. You don't know. Maybe that's why they upcharged him, because he was being mean. You know what I think it is? Is You know how socks come in pairs, and if you have just one sock, it's useless? They have to have the pair of the dog and the bun. So if you get one extra bun, then it's just a whole mess. I don't think that's true. You ever roasted weenies on a fire? Have you ever ordered thousands of weenies and buns in bulk? 
Yep. You got to be about it. with that stuff. Anyways, back. Uh, continuing with the hot dog theme, here's another one from David. Awful facility. Found a finger in my hot dog. Pretty sure they cheated <laughs> and still managed to lose. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> he found a finger? I don't know, man. Real. It was probably just a mini dog. He's probably just a Yankees fan that's angry. Yeah. No, he definitely did find a uh, fingernail in his food. It's <laughs> happened to me before. Oh, fingernail. It's happened to you fingernail? before? I didn't say oh, fingernail. Alex, I said finger. I thought he meant finger. Found a fi- I, he did say he said finger. He did say finger, uh, Garrett. I don't know. This guy's stupid because, you know, hot dogs <laughs> kind of look like fingers. And if you look, he got uh, two for one. He, got a he probably thought hot the hot dog was a finger. He got a cocktail sausage on the side of his hot dog. And he didn't get upcharged? Why are you complaining about that? <laughs> Garrett, sausage. you should be happy. What's a cocktail sausage? I don't know. The, the little sausages. They're the <laughs> ones that you get in pigs in a blanket. But it's just a pig? So, yeah, okay. Yeah, cocktail. no blanket. That makes sense. All right. I, I th- I <laughs> they took the weenie. bun off. Weenie works. All right, all right. This one from Jacob. I don't know what this one means. It's kind of funny, I think. Some kid in the back was trying to sell me irradiated sodas the noodle vendor was some broken bot only speaking japanese and the other restaurant was ran by some snooty mr handy bot the bartender wrote me into a fight alongside the local radio dj travis can't even believe it what does wow. this mean? i feel like this isn't fenway park this he's talking fenway about park. i think he got confused i don't know <laughs> there's anyway. no noodle bar at at fenway park to my knowledge <laughs> it's underground like- i don't know uh, this one from David. One star oh, doesn't David have again. a left field. What was it? One star doesn't have a left field. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's a good one. That's funny. Um, this one from Natalie. One star. My friend didn't even get on the screen. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know how many Red Sox so games hard. I've been to? I've, I've never, never been on, on the screen, and I have been to, like, at least dozens upon dozens of games. It's because you're ugly, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this one from Spencer. Out for gluten intolerant people right now. He is. He hates. <laughs> he them. hates them. He said yeah, he I've hates never, them, or he doesn't care about them. Because because he knows I can't just come over to his house and be like, bop, bop. <laughs> uh, this one from Spencer. One star. Sports are bad. Okay, yeah. Spencer, go read a book. <laughs> Cuddle up with OB and watch some PBS. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to get your chill. ginger ale in before bedtime. Garrett, 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 you cannot tell me that you actually watch PBS. I have and enjoyed it. Yeah, PBS Kids. PBS that was my favorite cool. channel back in the day, PBS Kids. Arthur. Books are yeah. cool. And you definitely you watch Chronicle, don't you? Arthur, and now it's garbage. You watch Chronicle, don't you? I love Chronicle. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How do you All not right. like Chronicle? New Next. Hampshire Chronicle would be better, better with Next. Uh, Weatherby. This one, my, the last one here, this one's my favorite by far. This one from Jeremy. One star. Not a park, no slides or swings. Me and my dog were forcibly <laughs> removed less than one minute after playing on the field. Me and Spot will not be returning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's my favorite. Alex should run on the field to protest gluten tolerance. <laughs> yeah, we... I agree. You need a uh, gluten intolerance awareness. 
it tackled like that kid from our high school. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should do that. That should be a podcast bit. One of us has to run on the field. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so they have or big- or all of us run on the field and we make bets who's going to get tackled first. Definitely not me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Garrett's going to Garrett's going to Garrett, win that. Garrett's going to tackle them back. I was uh, no, so um I was going to say Garrett's going to drop uh, a shoulder into like a player. Bro, they have a big problem with pitch invaders like um in rugby like over in England and Oh, excuse my language. Sorry. Um, but they have a big problem. And so you have like videos of the pitch invaders like running and juking and stuff. And all of the comments on social media are people criticizing the um the like security guards and their tackle form. And they're like, the guy will like punch the security guard and they'll be like, that's why you go low when you tackle. That's why you go low and you properly lift them to the ground. Look that's- at this geezer. Can't tackle. I, I Load think, up that um, plate. So yesterday I went to a Gaelic football match. And that That's did it. happen. It's a um, great time. It it really is. Um, oh my god, you're so right, Garrett. Like Europeans just like run onto the field whenever they want. It's a huge thing. Yeah, it's wait. That's funny that it happened. It's huge. It, yeah. Do you guys see this light from the heavens shining down on me? Yes. Right now? You look like you're being blessed. What is happening? <laughs> Spoken. It's Jeremy. It's from the your comment. <laughs> all right um we got a series coming up against the reds three game series is off day today but then we got a three gamer against cincinnati i will be there on uh uh what day is today monday i'll be there wednesday um yeah so we got brian bale in game one uh, against the guy lively Blake Lively's brother, maybe I don't, I don't know him. Uh, game two, James Paxton against Weaver, and Chris Sale against Connor Green, in game three. Kind of a bummer that we have these three guys going for the Reds, and not the Rays. But that doubleheader is gonna suck. Yep. So are they seven innings or nine? Nine. Are you sure? Yep. It's going to suck. Well, not for us. We're not playing in it. It's going to suck for them. Yeah. It's going to suck to watch. Nah, not if you don't it's watch against it. against the Rays. It's against the Rays. That's why. Because any anything funky always happens against the Rays. And you know what's going to happen? I Like, in the first game, all nine guys are going to get injured. And then <laughs> not enough guys for the second game. And the There's Rays going to be a bust on from Worcester. Hey, that's kind of a strategy. If in game one, you just start aiming for their knees on the mound, you take them all out, they can't play anyone in the second game. Automatic yeah, win. I mean, they're going to have to delay game two because they're going to have to bust the Woo Sox up from Worcester. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not going to be a fun drive because that's going to be like rush hour time. Let, let, let's, let's, uh, let's guess who the 26th man or 27th man on the roster is going to be. I... Actually, let's not do that. That's not fun. It's going to be Bernardino, though. Nah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Bobby, Bobby Dahlbeck, Dahlbeck, but it's going to be a pitcher. <laughs> if it's Bobby Dahlbeck, I'll do the next pod completely shirtless. <laughs> all time. And I, I what will, a treat. I will leave it like a, ta- a towel until my arm falls off. Bobby Dahlbeck. He's going to pitch. 
You know the Rays wanted to trade for Bobby Dahlbeck and turn him into a pitcher? What? Yeah. When? Because they wanted to draft him as a pitcher, and then when they were interested in him this past offseason, they are like, we want you to pitch. Maybe we've been doing Dahlbeck it wrong. Maybe really he belongs on the mound. He was a really good pitcher in college. Mitch Moreland should come out of retirement and just throw lefty two-seamers. I got to find this... This, uh, this, Why did uh, I get weird looks for that? Mitchie, Mitchie Two-Seamers was an elite pitcher. In 2016, um, Bobby Dahlbeck had a 331 ERA in 29 games, eight starts, 100 innings. College? Yeah, 96 strikeouts in 100 innings. Very good. Um, I think, I mean, we kind of sometimes talk about, like, before a series, like, what, what, our, what our expectation is. Uh. I, I need a sweep of the, the Reds. You have to. Gotta get right against them. Yep. Especially with especially with like the team that's had your number for the last few years coming into town immediately after, you need a sweep with the Reds. Yep. We're gonna find a way to not. The Brewers have designated Luke Voigt for assignment. I surprised. Oh uh, boo hoo! They must have run out of uh, youth small jerseys for him. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> about to say that, Joey. Yep. Yep. All right. Anything else we want to touch on? Uh, we have the Rays series. Who's no. who's going when? Nah. Uh, nah. Yo, if the Celtics could, like, win tonight and maybe dub, not. Dub, 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 dub. Hey, if, let's if go seize. If they could win and not, like, have it only be by, like, a point. Like like a nice comfortable thirty point win that would be can't really be. honestly the NBA is gonna make it close Joey you watched last game didn't you it cannot yeah. be. didn't you my soul left my body when Smart let, missed that shot I was like ah. and then Derek White t- puts it back and I'm like oh my god I, I was at a wait was at a what were you like ah. <laughs> I was at a bar praying to the table I was standing or the TV. Praying to the t- the TV, I was like, "Please, please, please, please count, please count." Yeah, well, it was a bar in New York, so it was tough. Hopefully, ho- hopefully, Jeremy's looking over us tonight. Yep, and Did Joe Missoula drop a play. I feel like I was better than that in in Little League. That was the play. It was all. Yeah. It was all the plan. All <laughs> it was designed for Derek White. Yeah, all along. That's genius basketball. Jalen Brown and Tua both got covered. Take all the clutch shots. No, because I heard he it on the radio. Them, but people don't notice when he makes them. No, it was supposed to go to Tatum and Brown, but Tatum and Brown got covered up. So Marcus Smart came out to take the shot, and he takes a fadeaway, freaking throw it up towards the rim type thing. Yeah, that, no, it's it a good bad. shot. <laughs> Whatever. Tom will tell me. Watch out. If you play Jason in basketball, spot. you'll see that in his bag. That's the exact the That's miss. my shot. That's my shot. Yep. Yeah, the intentional miss. It, it, it's just, it's like the same thing as throwing a lob off the backboard yeah it's just the pass you're just setting up your boys it just happened to hit, it, it goes in and out smart basketball to, exactly it goes in and out to deceive the other team that's right i see what you because did they're all like hooray we won he missed oh no we lost that's right yeah i mean you should like all everyone in miami was like oh we won but they didn't know the game wasn't over bada boom bada bing Derek white see you later game seven tonight in Boston. Derek White, Red Sox fan. Fun fact. Good for him. His dad's favorite team was the Celtics. Yeah. Uh, here, Here's a picture for all Didn't the his dad... fans watching our live stream. 
Uh, Derek White was Pedro Martinez for Halloween when he was a kid. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Good All guy. right. Cool. See you next time on oh, the In the Dugout. Oh, happy Memorial Day. Um, make sure you <laughs> spend some time thinking about the people that died serving our country. And don't thank a veteran. That's a little offensive because they have not passed yet. But make sure you spend some time. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, He's right, actually. And some time reflecting and being thankful for the ability to argue about baseball and not be in a war zone or something like that. Yeah. But Fenway doesn't accept American tender. So <laughs> stupid, dude. So stupid. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Yeah, do you want to um, do you have any messages for the gluten intolerant community? Honestly, Watch guys, it. I have a little bit of sympathy because I, too, take things that are not that big of a deal and whine a lot about them. But <laughs> if you would like to eat some bread and uh, suck it up, then uh, <laughs> eat some bread and suck it up. All right. See you next week on the Dig Up Podcast. <laughs>